We dedicate this episode of Did You Hear to art you can check out. That's right, we have prints of famous works of art at the Central Resource Library. Use them to study or simply change up the aesthetics of any room. The Makerspace crew drops by to chat. But first, Dave Carson sits down with Ashley Fick, Diane Hayner, and Amanda Wallmeyer to discuss our In Memory of Six Million event. Welcome to the Did You Hear podcast, the official Johnson County Library podcast where we tell you about what's happening and what we recommend. And when we are talking about what's happening, it's usually uh, events that we have to offer here at the library. And today we're going to talk about a very special event called In Memory of Six Million. And I uh, have three folks from the library here to uh, discuss this event with us. So uh, let's begin with introductions. Uh, Sitting to my left, we have... I'm Amanda Wallmeyer. I'm the local history librarian here for the library. I'm Ashley Fick. I'm a civic engagement librarian for the library. I'm Diane Hayner. I'm an information specialist at the Corinth Neighborhood Library. Well, welcome to you all. Uh, So I understand that uh, this is an annual event uh, in memory of six million, and it observes uh, Yom uh, Hashoah? Yes, Yom Hashoah. Yom HaShoah, and this is uh, the Holocaust Remembrance Day. So please tell us about this event. Uh, Well, the first one we had was in 2011, um, and it was started originally, um, actually, I take it back, like 2010 or 2009, we had like two or three programs about the Holocaust, and my manager suggested that we turn that into an annual event. And at the time, I suggested that we have it around Holocaust Remembrance Day, which is generally the end of April, beginning of May. I so see. the first program of that series was to 2011, and we've had it every year since then around the same time of year. So uh, are, are you the uh, originating force for this? Thing? I was. I yeah. was the one that st- first started it. What, what's changed over the years? Well, I discovered pretty quickly that what gets the most people are personal stories. Uh, we started off with having discussions, watching films, and that worked well when, when we had one in conjunction with the book group. Um, but when it was just have a film and have a discussion, there weren't as many people that showed up. But when we had either a survivor speak or a child of a survivor, people were very much interested in personal stories. And so this year, you have some special guests coming to present at the event. Yes. Um, Evie Tilzer is going to be speaking about her parents, Isaac and June Feinsilver, who actually met during the Holocaust in the ghetto that they're both at. Um, and they both miraculously survived and found wow. each other after the war. Uh, apparently, uh, Isaac discovered that his wife was in a displaced persons camp at Bergen-Belsen, and he bicycled across Europe to be there to find her. Wow, what a story. Right. Well, and they, they moved, I believe it was in 1949 that they then moved to the United States and then to Kansas City. This is the first time that we've had someone speak where both parents about both their parents. Usually it's a, one of the, when it's a, we call it a second generation um, speaker, usually they're speaking about one of their parents. So this is, I'm really excited to hear about the experience of a couple that have gone through this together. And, and so Ashley and, and Amanda, what, what is going to be your role in all of this? We just helped Diane put on her show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great program that she's been doing for a number of years. And, um, 
we wanted to grow it as a library system and make sure that as many people as possible could hear um, these personal stories. We think it's really important. Well, how has attendance been? So last year we had over 150 people attend. Uh, last year was the first year we had it at Central, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, as this program has grown, we needed more space, and Central just offered that that much more space than Corinth. And so uh, we anticipate hopefully having at least that many again this year. Oh, excellent. And so what uh, what age group? Uh, anywhere from teens all the way up through adults. Um, it Because of the subject matter, it's not necessarily for small children. Now, a lot of these speakers do do go to schools, but then they would tailor their presentation for the school-age kids. This is for an adult audience. So while everyone is welcome, we want parents to know that it is a pretty intense subject matter. In memory of 6 million, Tuesday, April 30th, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Central Resource Library at the Carmack Community Room. Hey, Amy. Hey, Dave. Did you hear about the attempted burglary at the museum? No, I didn't. You say attempted? Yes, he was not successful. The art thief was captured within two blocks of the museum. His van had run out of fuel. When asked what happened, the robber replied, I had no money to buy the gas to make the van go. You don't have to steal paintings by Monet, Degas, Van Gogh, or countless other artists. You can check out prints from the Central Resource Library. Well, we have arrived at the We Recommend section, and we don't just recommend books. No, no, no. We recommend all sorts of different services here at the library. And one of the true gems of the library is the makerspace. But before we tell you exactly what a makerspace is, I'm going to have the folks that I have with me introduce themselves, starting at my left. Hi, my name is Brian Ortel. I'm a makerspace facilitator here at the, the Johnson County Library. Great, welcome. Thank you. Nick Ward-Bob, also a makerspace facilitator. Hello, I'm Angelica Sandoval, and I am the new makerspace facilitator. Woo! And hi there, I'm Thomas, and I am a Makerspace facilitator as well. Well, welcome to you all, and it's so great that you are part of our library staff, because I know that you do a lot of work. Just what the heck is a Makerspace? Um, A Makerspace in the library is a place you can come and create lots of different stuff. So we have digital fabrication equipment, um, we have digital media production uh, equipment and software. Um, It's free to use, don't need a library card open six days a week, and there's a full-time staff member, like one of ourselves, there to help you. So um, it's an awesome resource um, hidden in the library, um, but we're we're here to help with anything you can uh, create in the makerspace. Neat. So if I wanted to make my epic movie, I could do that there. Yeah, we have a green room. You can uh, shoot scenes for your epic, and then you can go into the sound booth or reserve a makerspace Mac and edit it. And, and same thing if I wanted to record this very podcast. I could do it there in the makerspace. Yep. We have a lot of um, podcasters that are getting started that utilize the makerspace. Um, and we would consider it a pre-professional environment. So there is you know, a little bit of uh, sound that you can hear when the CNC machine's cutting um, or you know, the, the audible roar when something exciting happens out in the makerspace. Um, but in general, you can get some really good audio um, in the sound booth. Well, how about a quick rundown of that equipment? You mentioned the CNC 
router machine, right? Yep. That's yeah. to, to cut out different materials like wood and, and anything else? Yeah, so it stands for computer numeric controlled. So um, you put a block of material in. It could be wood. It could be uh, non-ferrous metals like aluminum. Um, it could be uh, MDF, plywood, other types of materials. Um, and what it does is takes a router bit and it carves out um, – whatever your design is. Oh, fascinating. Uh, yeah. And then we have a laser cutter that does a similar uh, thing, except instead of using a router bit, it uses a beam of light to cut through it, which is pretty exciting. Right. And not necessarily just cutting through it. It can etch different materials. I have to share a personal story. I once made some homemade vanilla for all the folks in my family. I created my own logo and I used the laser to etch the logo onto my bottle and everybody was just crazy about that uh, Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. But the la lasers are great for that. They're really personalizing um, objects that you make like a, a cutting board or wine glasses for events. So it's great for doing that, that kind of work. Do you still have a sewing machine? We have two sewing machines, yep. One is more top of the line. Um, it's a good uh, commercial sewing machine. Okay. Um, it's meant for thinner fabrics, not you know, not really thick industrial um, uh, types, but it's got pre-programmed threads. It's programmable. It's an excellent machine. Excellent. And that might be a good uh, chance to advertise for our clothing repair workshop that we have uh, monthly. Oh, excellent. So monthly on a particular day? That's a good question. <laughs> it's Thursday, yeah, once okay. a month. That that sounds awesome. Uh, so, is that the complete rundown on the equipment? I, I think you have the ability to repair electronics. Yeah, you can absolutely work on your electronics at the makerspace. Uh, we have a soldering station for your basic soldering, like anyone probably imagined when you hear soldering. We have um, other equipment like a power uh, power supply for testing your electronic designs, a uh, reflow station to heat up that solder and be able to take out components that might be a little more sensitive. And of course, we have stuff on hand to help you with your uh, the basics of electronics in general if you really need to get started from scratch. After that, we'll be able to help you out, uh, do research, um, look into the uh, collection at the library and do some research on the internet to get your project from just an idea on a bunch of components to a finished uh, product. But uh, yeah, that's what we have and that's what we're here for. Excellent. We also have um, 3D printers um, and the patrons that use it range from small children who are making school projects to adults who are doing um, prototypes or even like uh, cookie cutters. Um, there's also vinyl cutters. Uh, we also have one vinyl cutter that will um, cut out stickers or do iron-on, any kind of decal like that. Wow, how fascinating. Why do we have a makerspace here at the library? Yeah, we're just, uh, we're always uh, providing knowledge to our patrons, so it's another way to provide knowledge and experiences for our, our patron. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the equipment that we provide are cost prohibitive for the average person to to purchase um, and you know since we offer it to anybody not just people that are in Johnson County and a library card holder um, it really does break down those barriers into um, understanding the basics of vector drawing um, 3d modeling um, kind of that digital divide that exists um, and and you know whether you're using it for hobby or workforce development or education 
Um, it can really help, you know, anybody using it kind of, um, you know, climb the ladder as far sure. as learning new skills. And then what's really exciting is you can learn those skills, you know, those digital skills and then apply them and it's kind of instant gratification. So you, yeah. know, you get to 3D model something and 3D print it. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. I just also wanted to add that it's pretty open um, and less intimidating as to going to like um, an art studio and participating and trying to create something there. Um, it's very open to anybody who wants to just try to make something. And that's the benefit of having it here sure. at a public space. Sure. Wow. And, and what an educational opportunity it is that uh, you're, you're learning these, these skills and uh, um, really branching out and learning something new and stretching yourself. And that's what our uh, current theme is, that uh, is uh, breaking free and, and really stepping out of yourself and, and trying to discover something new about yourself. So. Uh, what what a great service the makerspace is. So you've you've created a a, a list, or maybe it's not a formal list, but uh, your most frequently asked questions. And so, what would you say are the most frequently asked questions in the makerspace or about the makerspace? The one that is the hardest that we get all the time is, "What is the coolest thing you've ever seen made here?" <laughs> Brian, Thomas. Is, is that because <laughs> there are just so many things that are cool? It's hard to choose? Yeah, just when you walk in, your imagination kind of runs wild. People, sure. You have engineers working, you have graphic designers, you have people working on analog, um, uh, you know, and digital, and they're like, man, you can do anything in here. So they're always like, well, what's right. the coolest thing you've ever seen? And it's the tough, it's the tough. Definitely the toughest question. Well, I'll ask you, what is the coolest thing you've ever you seen? It, is, it, is, it, is it a separate answer for each one of you? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I, I, my, my favorite is the dog washing station that someone what? 3D printed adapters for like some PVC pipe to make like this mobile dog washing station so you can connect a garden hose, have a dog washing station outside for your dog. Wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> that sounds genius. Somebody was in just a couple weeks ago printing a urinal for <laughs> their um, carbon fiber glider. Okay, so it's it's he was telling me that it's actually a big issue with people that do hobby uh, flight and and on gliders. Uh huh. Um, because you're laying down or you're in a position that's really difficult. You're up there in the air for a long or extended period of time. You're hot because you're in an enclosed environment and you need to drink water and keep your fluids up. Sure. Um, and it's really hard to manage the controls of the glider while also trying to pee. Um, so he was telling me uh, that this is something he may write a white paper on, you know, uh -huh. may publish, you know, the, the results. Wow. And um, he was printing it and then going to go try it. So <laughs> we'll, we're <laughs> waiting to hear back and see how it works. That is the most peculiar thing <laughs> I've heard. Um, and I think it's interesting, too, that, that um, of the, the, the most fun thing that's ever been printed. <laughs> that's, that's what you chose. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Uh, I, either of you? Yeah. Top that. <laughs> yeah, top yeah, that. I can't top that. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, of course, it's going to sound super cheesy, but uh, we get people once in a while coming to the makerspace to uh, 3D print prosthetics for uh, kids that are still growing up. Uh, setting someone up for a prosthetic is 
can be pretty expensive depending on what you need it to be. And as kids grow up, the way they outgrow shoes, they outgrow uh, prosthetics pretty quickly as well. Yeah. So we uh, try to help with that as much as we can. With that said, uh, it's very easy to focus on what is the coolest thing to do, uh, to um, see be built in the makerspace. I kind of like to focus on who on the makerspace community in general. And to me, the coolest thing being built there is, well, the makerspace community. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, we are open to uh, everyone as much as we can. And we will, anytime, any given time during the week, you'll see um, very young patrons, you'll see retired engineers or woodworkers, you'll see uh, local artists uh, just experimenting with art or just trying uh, some new merch to sell. That's the coolest thing that's being built in the makerspace to me. You have anything, Angelica? I do not. No? Um, I can't top the urinal. Or <laughs> I, I think I would agree with um, Thomas about the the best thing is like the community that's being built. You also get to witness um, networking that's happening between the makers sure. and their cool projects, and get inspired by other people's projects as well. So yeah, so uh, all ages, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you have kids and you have retirees and everyone in between and uh, there's an exchange of ideas and instructions and, and help and uh, you know I, I think I once saw a retiree you know just passing on some knowledge to you know a younger maker and I think that's just uh, such a rich experience and great exchange of ideas. You know, a lot of times it's the other way around where the kid is teaching <laughs> the retirees some oh, yeah. skills and, and CAD modeling or, or what have you. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of exactly what a library is all about, exchange of ideas and helping each other uh, uh, learn new things. I, I think that's fantastic. Um, do you get any other frequently asked questions, or is that the main one? Well, um, I think with some of our equipment, it's really popular. So our laser cutters, you know, um, sometimes booked out 28 days in advance. Wow. And um, some of the questions we get are with like our CNC machine that isn't isn't quite as popular. You can actually do a lot of the same things. So, ah, um, okay. you know, some some of those um, conversations we have of like, hey, t you could take that design and you could actually change it a little bit for the CNC machine. And, you know, it's not booked up near as much. So it's kind of a tool that we that is really powerful that we really like that um, doesn't get utilized quite as much as the laser cutter because I think there's maybe an, people don't understand it as much. And we're, we're here to help. We're here to help you change your design to, to make it ready for, for another machine. So since you're there to help, and let's say I'm a patron that I'm just curious about the makerspace and I've never, ever done any sort of maker project, if I just walk in, would you all guide me to something to do? Yeah, well, we'll at least give you a tour of the space and talk about what's possible on each piece of equipment and, and what you can do to kind of give you a, a broad range and maybe you can narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you had anyone just walk in and just say, I'd like to do something, but I, I don't quite know what? I think we um, pretty frequently get um, patrons that come in and, and ask what they can do and whatever equipment is open at that time as a walk-in. Um, we, like, for example, the walk-in 3D printer. 
um, show them Thingiverse, which, where it's an awesome site where you can download already um, pre-made 3D models that they can um, print themselves. So that's their first kind of quick little experience with um, the equipment that we have available. That's that's really uh, great to point out. So beyond the human resources, you've already identified a number of online and other resources that people can use to help them learn how to do the uh, use the equipment and make the projects that they want, right? Yeah, and Tinkercad is another one that we um, encourage people that are new to 3D modeling and 3D printing to check out. Um, it's free. It's an Autodesk product. Um, it's a great, great um, introduction to learning how to make something simple like a keychain um, and kind of understanding that 3D modeling environment. Um, and our website is probably the best place to find those resources. Obviously, coming in or calling or emailing, texting, you know, that's great sure. too. But the website, we list, um, you know, each software that we recommend for beginners um, and, you know, what is actually also included in our collection. So e-learning resources like lynda.com, you know, what books we have for the, for the, you know, maybe the more intense programs like SolidWorks or, you know, Adobe Premiere kind of point you in the directions for um, what, what we have in our collection or online learning resources. And the website is also the place where you would go to reserve the equipment. And do you have any advice for people that want to uh, make sure that they get their their uh, their slot reserved? Yeah, yeah. Just jocolibrary.org/makerspace, and there's a big reserve button, so you can click reserve, scroll through the calendar, look at the list of equipment, and choose a two-hour block where you'd like to use the CNC and book at nine to eleven with your name and email address. And um, also on that CNC page, you'll find uh, a frequently asked questions list. So you can ah, uh, yeah. maybe think about your design, put it into the online program called Easel and prepare your artwork. So that you way you can get in. a lot of it done before you ever get yeah, there. Okay. Yeah. And so are all the machines just two hour blocks? Okay. Um, very interesting. All right. So um, here comes a dose of sarcasm. So we're getting ready for summer. Um, and that's your downtime, right? <laughs> snicker, snicker. No doubt. <laughs> in fact, it's the opposite. So, so uh, what what do we have in store for summer? So, so far, ever ever since the um, Johnson County uh, Central Resource Library reopened, uh, we would run a makerspace summer passport program at the library. Uh, for the first time this year, we'll be running that program not just at Central Resource Library, but also in four other branches. Uh, if I remember correctly, that's Leewood, Gardner, Monticello, and Shawnee, not necessarily in that order. And uh, you can find all the details as well as the uh, dates during which each branch will host the program on the library website. Uh, either very soon or maybe already. We also have events listed on our webpage where you, we do have a beginner's night, so you can come in, um, take an hour tour of the space where we walk around as a group, talk about the equipment, answer questions. Uh, we also have a, a, a micro bit, it's a microcontroller. We have a workshop on that once a month. Um, 3D modeling, we have a Tinker, what is it called? 3D Thursday, um, um, Thursdays once a month. So you can come in and learn Tinkercad. And uh, it was run by a volunteer, uh, Jeff Newhook, um, who will walk you through Tinkercad. And then hopefully you'll get to print your item at the end of the class. Uh, I already mentioned clothing repair. Am I forgetting anything else? 
one other thing we're excited about this summer um, there's a national nonprofit that is um, supported by the offices uh, the office of science and technology and that's called nation of makers and um, they are supporting um, in various ways um, maker spaces like ourselves um, that are in maybe libraries or community colleges or universities or um, nonprofit standalone for-profit um, and so um, we have a lot to share about what we've learned um, sure. from running the makerspace you know yeah. how all the, the the details we get calls from libraries um, either the IT department you know uh, somebody uh, the administrators or, or staff asking like how do you guys do this how did you start sure. it um, so um, there's actually a national uh, meeting coming up and we're sending Brian and Thomas to Chattanooga Tennessee Choo-choo. <laughs> um, to share what we've learned and learn from other spaces. So it's really cool. Um, and it's a great organization. We're excited to, to learn and, and share. So, Well, I want to thank you all for coming by today to uh, record uh, for the Did You Hear podcast. And I hope this is not the last time we hear from you because I know that everybody is thrilled about the makerspace and we want to hear the inside stories. The place to go to learn more about the Makerspace is jocolibrary.org slash makerspace. For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear.